G'day folks, welcome to Pause and Listen, a podcast series brought to you by Big Dog Pet Foods, the leading pet nutrition provider in Australia with over 20 years of experience in the pet industry. We provide educational resources for pet parents and are proud of being transparent in everything we do. The podcast series is hosted by me, Johnny Manning, and we bring you interviews and deep dives into pet nutrition, pet care, training, and regular Ask a Vet segments. So thanks for tuning in. Now get your tails wagging and we'll get yapping. Good day, pet owners, fur parents, and lovers of all creatures great and small. Welcome to Pause. And listen, this is a Big Dog Pet Foods podcast, and it's a place for you to come and find out so much pet-related information. My name is Johnny Manning. Today, we get a very special guest. You might know her as the pet girl. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Well, it's what you are. Yeah. You are the pet girl. I am the pet girl. Brittany Musket is her uh, christened name. <laughs> The name that she was given upon birth, but she calls herself on socials the pet girl. Britt, what's going on, mate? Welcome back. Yes, it is good to be back. I do love a good podcast, and I love nothing more than sitting down and having a, a glorious rant with you and unpacking all things pet parents. Oh, I love we're, it. We're going to rant and we're going to un- unpack and then we'll rant yeah. some more and explore and explore. Delve deep. There's delving, yeah, and diving, <laughs> dipping and diving and dodging. Yeah, well, it's it's been a little while since we had a chat. What are you doing with yourself now? Yeah, so uh, I think the last time we spoke, I was working for a joint supplement company, and I am now awesome. I'm super excited. I work for Kong Company, um, which is if you don't know what. Kong is, then please get out from under your rock, but it is an awesome dog toy company. So um, I am their company trainer and I also look after vet clinics in Australia. Super. Fantastic. Um, And the pet girl on all the socials? The pet girl is still lurking around on all the socials, yes. I I, I don't know if I asked you this last time, but as I was walking over here, I'm going to ask Britt that. What? Why did you become the pet girl? I mean, how did you – was it an evolution that just gained a bit of moss and, and, and I, like a snowball or did you turn around and go, today I'm the pet girl? No, so, yeah, I um, I'm – anybody that's worked with me in businesses and stuff know that one of my favourite things to do is to come up with business names, logos, get the URL and get all the handles and stuff within the space of five minutes. Right. And um, I was sitting around and I was thinking, hey, when I decided that I wanted to do educational stuff and speak about educational stuff, I was like, what name is going to be cool? And I just, I don't know, I just sat there and it was in like, the, you know how most people think about their business names mm. for a really long like really long time? I just all of a sudden was like, I am the pet girl. And then I looked online and I looked at the pet girl and I couldn't get the pet girl just as the pet girl. Like, so if it's an Instagram, it would be at the pet girl. And some other silly person was just totally taking up that name. Oh, my God. I know. So annoying. So, anyway, what I did was I was like, oh, well, I'm, I am the pet girl. And then I just thought, oh, my gosh, I am the pet girl. And then I am so the pet girl. I am the pet girl became the handle. And then, ironically, I just got it everywhere. And within, I think it was then 10 minutes, I had the URLs, I had the name registered, I had, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, yeah. I mean, I don't have all those social platforms now, but that's just how the name That's came. how it happened. And it's a cool name. It is a cool the name. Pet, the pet girl. Like, yeah. that's just that's just like, yeah. I am afraid of birds, so I don't know if it's 
quite relevant to me. Like, like being, how, how afraid are we talking? I'm pretty, I don't, I'm not a fan of birds, hey. Like, I can appreciate them and yeah. admire them. Is it because they're always plotting? Well, <laughs> yes. And there's also, <laughs> uh, look, I'm not being a tinfoil hat person here, but I'm just saying, look, go and do your own research. <laughs> but there are theories that birds are extinct and that there are actually cameras and governments that are controlling birds. It's a theory. <laughs> I'm not lying. Google it. Seriously, Google it right now. Yeah, I won't be Googling it. <laughs> that's okay. Anyway. I'm reasonably comfortable that's not the case. I'm not saying there aren't some birds Look. out there that have cameras in them and that are mechanical. That could be the case. But for someone to say, there are no birds. There could be birds. There might be. I don't know. Anyway, I don't trust them. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't <laughs> trusting of them. I don't trust them. Budgies, oh cockatiels, eagles, really? don't trust them. Pigeons, don't trust pigeons. Pigeons. No, nah, there's something going on Bats with them. Bats of the sky, they call them. Mate, do you know people can train pigeons to hold cameras? That is legitimate. I sound like I'm a psycho now. I'm <laughs> being for like, real. What, like a, a, to take a photograph? Yeah, to push up um, cameras against windows and stuff. This is a real thing. I'm not lying. I swear to you. They can train pigeons. Well, you can train them to go and, like homing pigeons. You can, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. But They're but so you're, smart. But you're saying you can train them to spy into other people's... Yes, windows. this is a thing. There's... There is a very well-known professional dog trainer that also trains chickens that also... Tra- sorry, he trains chickens. Yeah, this is the thing. There are things. <laughs> what do the chickens do? I feel like we've deep-dived enough into what, this topic. What do the chickens do? They can, like, identify shapes and colours and things. <laughs> <laughs> do you know something? You laugh. You are laughing I'm now. A, I'm, I'm happy to hear this. I feel like all these dog trainers... If you know what chicken camp is and you know about training chickens, please reach out to Big Dog and notify them and yeah, let them know. I want to see these trained chickens. I want to see what they're doing. It's a legit thing. Can they fetch things and bring them back? I don't see why not. You can click a train, it, like pretty much any... Well, most animals, yeah. Yeah, right. So I don't see why you couldn't teach it to retrieve. So let's take a moment here. We've gone. Are there... Are there armies of trained chickens they could be waiting to be released upon the world maybe don't know don't oh my know goodness doesn't that make you stressed see now do you not trust birds i told no, you I'm still like, fine. I'm, this I'm is a thing i'm totally okay okay well anyway the pet girl is not fond of birds <laughs> pet so. girl okay i'm glad we established that full disclaimer full, yeah absolutely we just we'll just move forward with uh what, what we're going to discuss what we're next, actually talking about. We're going to come back to it at some point. No, please don't. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> well, let's remove that anxiety. Well, actually, you know what? What we're talking about today sometimes can be the source or the cause of some kind of anxiety. What we're 100%. talking today about is being what I call a conscientious pet parent. Mm-hmm. Because... How critical are we of almost every other dog or cat owner, especially let's say dog owners, when you're walking around the street, you're like, oh, that guy's pulling too hard on that lead. Why is he letting his dog do that? You know, so I think we all have our ideas about what we're doing, that we're doing it right, and sometimes we let our dogs run our bloody lives, let alone carry on like you know what's in public. So... You're you're a dog trainer. How do we how do we be a conscientious parent from the puppy? We've got a puppy. We've got all the shots. It's on a raw food diet. We're doing everything right at home, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Once we leave the house with our twelve week old, once it's had all its shots, twelve weeks, sixteen weeks, 
once it's had all its shots and it can go out and meet other animals and meet the coffee shop people and cross paths with, uh, you know, Jeff, yeah. the, the German shepherd in the street, and Jeff's parents who you don't know the names, you just know them as Jeff's parents. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that the case? That is pretty much. I don't remember a lot of people names. I do know dog names. Yeah. I remember, oh, that's Ellie's parents. That's Oh, that's Coco's parents. There you go. Oh, Coco. God, that's Coco's parents. Marley. Oh, here comes Marley and her mum. Oh, Marley. Such a beautiful kid. But, oh, man, he's annoying. Marley. You know, <laughs> but that happens, right? That's what we do <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. We're always judging. We are. Isn't it funny? So the counter of this is that I – you're right. We are always judging. And I actually did a post yesterday and it was about, hey, maybe we should just lighten up a little bit. So I think there's this balancing act that needs to happen between being responsible and not ignorant about what you are doing and being conscientious. I can't say that. Conscientious. Conscientious. I can't say that. <laughs> Conchy. Conchy. Anxious. Anxious. Conchy. Conchy. Anxious. There we go. All right, done. <laughs> being that person. <clears throat> And then there's a fine line between being so overjudgy and not, and I guess edu- educating people where appropriate. Because I think sometimes as pet people, there's there are two types of pet people. There are I believe this is what I believe there are dog people, and then there are dog dog people. Ooh, okay. What's the difference? So I would say a dog dog person is someone that goes above and beyond. So they're probably, they're well researched in terms of a fresh food diet. Uh, They are, you know, they're switched on with, you know, like canine hydrotherapy. They probably look at more holistic options. They understand enrichment and biological fulfillment. They probably engage with a trainer. They're just those people that go that one step further so then your dog people are like your people that like dogs, but that's the extent of it. They mm. feed their dog, they walk their dog, that's the extent. They couldn't tell you how their dog th- thinks and feels and they probably couldn't tell you, I guess, well, not that we really know, but like th- they don't really have a grasp on dog behaviour. Mm. So when we're walking, Marley's parents, for example, down the street, yeah. Marley's parents are possibly just dog people. They're just dog people right now you know you being the super responsible dude that you are could be a dog dog person there's a chance there's a high probability i don't know i'm looking at you i think yeah, you yeah, might yeah. be there, just there, a dog there's person. a chance <laughs> i think if your dog when you talk to your dog and he answers you back in your own mind you're a dog dog person you're a dog dog person <laughs> but yeah that's right so i think that like there's a fine line there's a fine line about being responsible and then there's the other line about being overly judgmental i think if everybody just was responsible and were had some self awareness about how they're operating in a space with their dog then we would all probably live in a lot more harmony with our dogs um but, yeah, I think that because people don't necessarily – they don't necessarily have self-awareness or they're a little bit delusional about what how their dog is impacting someone. So I'll give you an example. So I uh, go to a cafe with my three dogs uh, and we – the cafe is super dog friendly and they have like a little takeaway section and I always get the dogs to go in a drop. I let, like they, they order with me and then I get them to go into a drop while I wait for their – 
um, or while I wait for my coffee. Now, in that time, normally, for some unknown reason, I have synced up with another lady that lives in the similar area and she has a super old staffie. Well, it looks super old. It's hobbling around. It's definitely overweight. See, there's a judgment coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely overweight. It's hobbling along. Um, and it, she just walks into the cafe and she doesn't have a lead on her dog. Now, that dog is just walking around saying hello to people. Now, it's a mixed opinion. Sometimes people are like, oh, my gosh, like – Unless you have ever owned a Stafford, you do not understand the gravitational pull that these dogs have. Like every, there always seems to be some dude somewhere that's like, oh, I had a Stafford about, mm. about seven years ago and I had a little pups out of her and she was a great dog. Like that kind of person. Anyway, they exist everywhere. That's like a thing. Yeah. And so this dog's getting around and, you know, John from up the road is loving on this Staffy, just boosting around the cafe. But then there are other people that are in business clothes that are doing a Zoom meeting or whatever and this Staffy's coming up to them. Like, And I just think that her attitude, apart from the fact that it's completely illegal, like you shouldn't be doing that, your dog should be on a lead, there are people that don't want to associate or be around your dog. Like your dog, I hate to say it, isn't... The centre of the universe. Guess what? Mm. This is going to be hard for people to hear. Not everyone loves dogs. I was not trying to say it, but, but I was... it's true. I know. But it is true. true. And, and you know something? I, even though I am a dog trainer, I'm a dog lover, I am live for pretty much dog everything, I still don't want other people's dogs coming over to me and wiping their slobber and their heads on me. Like yeah, Fair enough too. I don't even want to touch other people's dogs really. Like. Yeah especially not if I've got my own dog. So if I've got my three dogs in a drop and I've gone out of above and beyond to train my dogs to that level of obedience and standard, um, which is the minimum level of training <laughs> that should be achieved with every dog. Anyway, I said that <laughs> quietly. Um, and because I've gone to do that. Now, I don't want some random dog just walking over to my dogs. I'm training my dogs in that specific moment to just chill. Now, some people are like, okay, well, just don't take your dogs to that cafe. Yeah, but... I want to exist in the community, in this community, and I want to have a coffee and support this small business. Why do I have to put up with someone being obnoxious and letting their dog walk around the cafe? Your right to exist with your dogs on the lead isn't superseded by someone's right to have their dog off the lead, given that it is, number one, illegal. 100%. Because your rights to do what you want to do don't encroach on someone else's rights. 100%. When, when they think they're right to do that, oh, what's my right to do it? No, you're encroaching on someone else's rights. Yeah. So then you need to have a think about your behaviour, not what they're doing. Yeah, so like that particular person, you know, like, I mean, there are definitely moments um, that dog's old and it's friendly and, and whatever and I get it. And But the reality is is that maybe on Monday – so everybody's happy with that dog being there. But on Tuesday, maybe not. I know if I was sitting yeah. there about to have a business meeting, I wouldn't be impressed. that, that I'd be like, mate, control your dog. Like, what are yeah. you doing? And then the flip of it is, is that, like, it's a hazard for staff moving around. It's a hazard for other people in the cafe. But that's just, like, one thing, you know. Like, do you know my ultimate, apart from dogs being off-lead in areas that they should be on-lead, like walking down the street, um, and in like a busy area and your dog's just off lead, whether they're walking next to you or not, like get the lead. You just never know. Like just hold the lead. Like what's the point? Like just hold it. Um, the other thing as well is that when you see male dogs peeing on everything, even female dogs, like marking on things, I'm so diligent with my dogs. I will get up them if they 
mark in an inappropriate place. Like I always see people let their dogs pee on sides of buildings or like in like cafe, like the the barriers and yeah. stuff. It's super weird. Like like I just don't get it. It's so weird. It's such weird behaviour. Um, I think that if you wouldn't allow somebody else's dog to come and like yeah. piss on your stuff in your house – why on earth would you do that to someone's business? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, especially those barriers. And my boy will go to do it and I'm uh, yank him away. Not there, not there, not there, you know. I, I yeah. Mean, it's especially because someone's probably got to bring those in and out. Yeah, 100%. I've worked in a cafe, 100%. Like it's disgusting. You know? And yeah. then you have to get water and put water on it and it's just, it's gross. Like I think... I think if we started operating where we have a bit more self-awareness, but like, to be honest, we're talking about a problem that is so big in our day and age that is like, how many times do you go through the supermarket and people are just like totally not paying attention and are just on their phones or the checkout, the self-service checkout line is like astronomically long and someone's standing there on their phone and a space has gone up and they're like, come on, man. Like we've been here, we've been at work all day. We just want to get home just have some self-awareness and concentration and don't be distracted by your phone for five seconds. That whole self-service supermarket thing is a whole other we can state of effect for don't me. I'm even. like, oh, my God. Like, No, do you know that if you actually go through, go through the ones with the people actually yeah. standing in the registers because they go off like they – putting people there goes off based on like if people are using them or not. So if you're not using it – it gets taken away. They don't well, understand. Well, that just depends on who's running that particular store because anyway, that's it. Oh, anyway, I, we, ah, we digress. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> look, I, I completely agree. I want to touch on – I want to go back to – you said we need to be a little bit more kinder, a little bit more tolerant, less judgy. How does this all fit? Yeah, and I want to talk about that little sense of community that we do have because it's like this little – subculture within every suburb or every little village you live in. It's the the, the dog people. Yeah. And you tend to gravitate towards each other because you'll be at the coffee shop, as you just said, and, oh, you know, what's what breed, what dog? Yeah, that's the initial conversation. Then all yeah. of a sudden you, you end up knowing them and you, they're your dog cafe friends. You, you probably never see them in any other social circumstance other than that. But we need to make sure that – you know, how, how does this all work? Because we, we are saying, oh, well, he's letting, you know, Coco, mm. we on the on the barriers, we'd never do that. But do you call them out? What do we do? Understand, understand how all this should work. <sighs> I don't know. It's a bit controversial. So I think the first thing that you need to do is become self-aware and assess your own dog. So, like, it's the same with barking as well. Like, it is... I think the original post that I did, I was like, shut your dog up. Shut your dog up. I cannot deal. I am so micromanaging of my dogs barking in a public place um, and being really mindful that I'm not stirring them up in a public place and creating noise for everyone. Again, the same people at this cafe. Her friend has a dog. Seriously, these people. I hope they're listening. These people, they have a dog that can't go into the cafe because it can't be off lead or whatever, not that it should be off lead. And the owner ties it up out the front and it sits there and it just barks like, burr, 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 burr. Okay, uh, uh, is it an old dog, young dog? What is it? It's a Dachshund. Oh. <laughs> it's a Dachshund. So it's a little. Needed, 
needn't say any more. So what, how, what do you do then? T- tell me what that person should do. Um, firstly, I would say identify that your dog has a problem. Now, yeah. she knows her dog has a problem because I have witnessed this experience at least 10 times. So, and every time she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. You want a co- you you are putting your needs of getting a coffee like above everybody else's needs to enjoy a $30 breakfast. <laughs> like come on man. Yeah. Like so the first thing is identify if your dog has a problem. Like just think about it. If it was anyone else's dog. It's like when you see people's kids, like when people's kids are out and about and screaming and you're like, your ears are like, oh my gosh, I can't deal. Can you shut them up? Yeah, that's right. But then (laughs) when it's your own kids, your kids are like running, running rampant and because you're so used to the noise. Like, so I think the first thing is we need to have self-awareness of our own dogs and we need to identify when we have a problem. So if your dog is peeing on stuff, if you have a problem with picking up dog poo, that's a problem. (laughs) That's a, a huge problem. That's so annoying. Look, we've all genuinely run out of bags. It's happened to, well, I don't know about you, maybe not you, but it's happened nah, to me. No, it's I've, happened to I've, me. I've run out of bags. I'm I like, just asked someone. Exactly. But you know what? I actually will go to lengths to ensure Same. that I've picked that up. Same. Whether I ask someone, whether I go back to my car and repurpose something else in my car. Same, yeah. I will make sure that's done. You take the shirt off your back. Well, I don't know. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'll use my bands. But I will. I'll I'll go, you know, I think the other, maybe two days ago, I had to get a whole bunch of tissues out of the car. It's not great. It's not ideal. But it did the job. So here's a funny one. So. This is even funnier. The, obviously, the community that I live in is hilarious. But so when they invented anonymous Facebook posts, you know, when they did that, like right. in the group, yes. like anonymous yeah. Facebook. Anon. Yeah, a non-member has posted something. So everyone in our local community has gone rogue. Like they are like, I have had it up to here with people putting poo on my lawn and not picking it up. And anyway, it's gone to the point where people are making signs and hanging it on fences going, pick up your dog poo, it's disgusting. And then the people who have been dropping dog poo are fashioning another sign and putting it going, this is ridiculous, just have a conversation. And then someone's taking a photo of it and posting it on Facebook. This is unreal. I want to be involved in this. You don't. No, you're right, I don't. That's unreal. How's this? I've got a story for you. <clears throat> because dog poo's a bloody bugbear for everyone. And spe- and this is what I have done this before. I'm not perfect, Brit. I'm telling you right now, I've got faults. <laughs> I have put... You believe in birds. <laughs> I have put full poo bags in freshly emptied rubbish bins. I've done it. I have done it. I'm not proud of it. And I don't do it anymore, but I have done it in the past. And maybe there was a part of me way back when that thought, oh, that's fine, it's a rubbish bin, everything's going on. No, you just don't do that. If it's a full bin about to be emptied, I'm okay with that. I reckon, yeah, okay, I agree. I, if it's bins are out. If it's bin day and this, this is, oh, it's oh, full. It's clearly full. The truck's coming. 100%. No problem. I don't think that's a problem. But if it's an empty bin that's... It's, it's been a, it's, it's, a, been it's a freshie. It's empty. a freshie. Don't be doing that. That's a dog act. I, I agree. Isn't it a dog act? And and so I don't do that anymore. I promise you that. Jeez. I, and I've become so much more conscientious as a dog parent with those things. And there are other areas I need to improve on. But I, I used to live in America and uh, I was in Santa Monica. And uh, there was a, an apartment complex I used to walk past with uh, my Mastiff. 
and he took a shine to their little rose bush and he'd wee on it. I was like, yeah, okay. It's, it's kind of on the sidewalk. I'm not going to bust his chops too much about that. And they had a little poo bag station. That's a great idea. Which was on the sidewalk. And I'm like, happy days. Grab a poo bag, pick up his poo, away we go. I came past one day and <laughs> they had moved it about five feet into their not there was no fence, but it was into their yard of their apartment complex, right? The best thing. And I'm like, huh, they've moved that. They probably don't want passers by taking their their pill bags. (laughs) And my dog was doing a poo on their lawn. It trained itself. Right. And so I went, Well, I better pick that up. So I grabbed their poo bag and I took it and I started picking up the poo. Oh (laughs) no. Dude. Smile, you're on Canada camera. Two floors up. Uh. Hey! That's our poo bags. You got me. And I was like, mate, you know, oh, American accent. I'm like, mate, dog's doing a poo. You know, just trying to pick it up so it's not on your lawn. He goes, they're our bags. Get you, you know, go get your own bags. <laughs> Where are we in Texas? No, we're in. Yeah, anyway, and McKinney, McKinney, <laughs> and it went on for a little while. Go and, and pick up your own bag. And after your a while, I turned around and gone, right, I said, get. Yeah. Mate, I'll leave that. I'll leave that poo there next time for you. Yep. Beep. You know what I mean? <laughs> and walked off, and I thought it was hilarious. Did ever in that moment mm. did you think, just maybe, just maybe? What? Maybe what? I should carry my own poo bags. <laughs> there is absolutely, and I wasn't walking out of home without the poo bag. I feel that like was, they were enabling this stealing of poo bags by putting a station on the footpath. Come on, man! Like, just be a be a. If they're there, out in the open, it's like those um, cupboards with books you see. So... Or the, the, you know, the community libraries. Oh, you yeah. just open them up, you take a book, you put a book back in. I would have happily chipped in a few bucks for his bloody poo bags. Uh, how, many, how many bags do you reckon you took? A lot. Okay. <laughs> how many bags do you reckon you returned or g- contributed? Well, after that interaction, zero. But prior to that. <laughs> He didn't give me the opportunity. Oh, my I God. was never given the opportunity. I oh, was, yeah. If he turned around and said, hey, man, no worries taking the bag. You know what? Next time come and put a few back in there, I would have gone, no problem, bro. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit of um, – I actually – I was speaking about this not that long ago. I feel like um, – no, <laughs> so it's a bit bigger than that. We, I have had lengthy conversations with my partner, Rob, about this, and we think that – sometimes a little bit of kind social correction can go a long way. Like, so when I see someone there's in the same suburb, like I'm not even joking, no one wants to live in this suburb. No. The best. It is a very dog popular place. Okay. So anyway, in Brisbane, um, <laughs> anyway, so they, um, there, there would be like, there's a guy that was walking his dog one time um, and his dog, he was on the phone, he was in a, his business stuff. He's obviously in the middle of a meeting. I don't know. I don't really know what he's doing, but he's clearly having an important phone call. His dog is doing a poo um, and it's, he's doesn't even know and he's dragging the dog and the dog's like pooing and walking and looking at him going, this is super awkward. Now that sucks. And I'm on the other side of the road and I'm thinking, this guy's not going to pick this up. And I'm like, there's only one way to fix this. So I ran across the road like a lunatic with my um, with my dogs and I just said as he walked away and he dragged his dog off, I just walked and I go, oh, excuse me, sir, sorry to interrupt your phone call. I just wanted to know, did you need to borrow a poo bag to pick up the poo that your dog just did? And he looked at me and he was like, oh, 
did he did it do a poo? And I said, I go, yeah, he did, just at that pole over there. And then he looked at me and then I clearly gave him the look like, mate, I ain't going nowhere, so you better go and pick that up. And then he looked at me, he walked back, realised he clearly didn't have a poo bag. He clearly never has a poo bag and he has no intention of ever having a poo bag. And so I stood there with the poo bag just holding it out there. So he'd gone, walked about two metres, looked at the poo, looked at me and then I went like this. And you can only, if you're in person, you'll only be able to see this, but it's like this. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like... He just like walks over to me begrudgingly gets this poo pack and goes and pick up the poo. And I was like, oh, awesome. Okay, have a good day today. And like. But that's a good way of doing it. You're a nice person. Well, I tell you what, inside there were profanities. Yeah, you would have been fuming I was, inside. I was like, mate, I'm going to make you pick that up even if you do but, it with your bare but hands. That's a, as you said, that's <laughs> a bit of kind correction. So instead of going, and this is where it's like that crazy Dog, dog people seem to get on their high horse about things. I get it. You're sick of educating dog people on how to not be useless at really simple things. But what you can do, instead of going, oi, you didn't pick up your dog poo, don't you know you need to pick up your dog poo, you put them in a social set, like a social correction moment where they have to do the right thing. They just have to. There's no other... And don't get me wrong, I get it. There are times where, for example, you have off-lead dogs come running at your dogs where you just want to ream the people and you want to say, no, my dog doesn't want to say hello to your dog. No, this whole, yeah, but he's friendly, all that stuff. I get there's times where you want to blow up. But just think about it. When you have moments of going, hey, actually, I understand that you like being with your dog off-lead, like they know that they're doing the wrong thing. They know that. They, they absolutely know that. And I just kindly take the time to go, hey, actually, this is a place that we walk. My dog's um, my dog's practising not saying hello to mm, people today. Mm. Um, is it okay if we just move on our way? Um, and then, you know, like, and, there, and, and even if you say something like, oh, and just so you know, there are a couple of other dogs that I know that are like this and are probably are a bit reactive too. Yeah. So it's probably best if you put your dog on lead. Like... Those kind of moments, there are always going to be people that can't, that just don't, they're just so clueless and so self-absorbed that they just don't, A, don't care, and B, just want to do their own thing. But there's a real social inequity with dogs that are on lead and dogs that, with between the yeah. dogs, ones that are on lead and ones that aren't, there's a genuine behavioural inequity between those two, right? Well, I think... If you've got a dog that's off lead, firstly, that dog, dogs aren't stupid. They know whether something is unpredictable and controllable. Right. And they, I know with my dogs, my dogs feel extra antsy, especially when I've got three of them and walking three of them. My dogs feel extra antsy when they can see that an owner is incompetent and can't and isn't doesn't have effective control of their dogs. Like my dogs get that, they they get that energy or that like that feeling because they're more like, oh God, like we're about to come up. Well, I see that at, at dog parks when you see off-leash dog parks, yeah. right? Yeah. And all the dogs are, you know, they're running around, they're wrestling and there are all sorts of different things going on, but on the whole, everything's okay. And then someone walked their dog through that dog park with their dog on the lead. Mm. The other dogs pick up on it. They know that, you yeah. know what I mean? They, they, you can see that that's going to, I'm like, man, you probably need to take your dog well, off the lead in that situation. Well, you've got to think of it like this. I think dog parks are like a whole nother conversation, but you have to think the, the lead creates restraint, which creates 
potential frustration. Energy. Well, yeah, and then you got to think. Whereas a dog park, it is like a mosh pit for dogs, so it is. it is the the arousal level is super high. So when you've got arousal coupled with frustration, where nothing good can come from that. Right. So think of it like you really, 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 really need to tip the sauce in before you burn the mince meat for your bolognese, and you can't get the jar open. It takes about two seconds before you go from being totally okay with the fact that you are weak and have no grip strength to you are getting the biggest, baddest knife and stabbing the top of to create some air. I don't know. Maybe that's just me and I'm just stabbing and blunting all the knives and just having a nervous breakdown. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like arousal plus frustration is problematic. So when you have dogs that are on lead in an over-arousing place, and even just the presence of one dog, say you're on a football oval, and even just one dog running around like a Fruit Loop chasing a tennis ball, like especially, say, a Border Collie, the arousal of that dog is super high. And that energy is like, it's not like transferable, but it's like... If your dog's watching that dog be really intent with something and there's that prey drive kicking in off the chase and the like, ball and all. What he's doing over there? That ball looks awesome. Where are you going? <laughs> I got back here. Like, <laughs> I reckon I can run as fast as him. Yeah, I can run as fast as that guy. <laughs> but, but that's right. Yeah. But, but, that's a, but that's such an interesting point, that frustration and arousal, because that, that can then be transferred into almost any situation with 100%. dogs around yeah 100 percent. the arousal and then the frustration that equals you know trouble there's an amazing dog trainer um called jay jack um and another one called chad Mackin, and um they talk a lot about arousal plus frustration on lead and i learned a lot of the things that i know and that i apply from those guys and they talk a lot about it and they basically say that arousal plus frustration equals they say a swear word, but yeah, stu- yeah, yeah. stuff you, like, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So if you create that for your dog, your dog's going to tell you to get stuffed. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so there, so there are a few things. There's, I think there's a fine line between polite social correction and then being on your high horse. And, like, to be honest, if you someone goes to pat your dog without asking and you're a total cow about it and you're like, <laughs> they're just going to go, oh, jeez, get off your high horse. Why are they? But if you take a moment and go, oh, hey, actually – super glad that you want to say hello to my dog. I'm just actually working on a bit of abstinence right now. Yeah. Or you turn around and just go, oh, no, 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 sorry, we're training. We, we're a bit crazy with greetings. Or you just go, oh, okay, hey, hang on one minute. I just need to cue my dog to say hello to you. Like there are ways around it without being so intense. I find of late, and it may just be the area that I live in now, I find people are so conscientious of asking to Aish. pat your dog which is awesome amazing because that's probably a, an area that i fall down on because you know you get that sort of confidence that oh, i'm a dog person all dogs Ugh. gonna love me you know what i mean i've got to i've got to get rid of that and they're like this yeah 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 <laughs> so i've got to say hey is it all right if i pat your dog yeah but s- s- people are so good to my dog about that I, I need to pick up on that behavior and start doing that better yeah well the other thing too is that if someone does ask make sure you reinforce them that they asked. So if someone says to me, hey, can I pat your dog or can I say hello to your dog? I go, hey, thank you so much for asking. I really appreciate that. Yes, you can. I'm just going to cue my dog because she's a bit of a fruit. Yeah. Like, and I, I do that. Or if you are saying no, just go, oh, 
do you know what? I'm actually so grateful that you asked. She actually really doesn't like interacting with other people, but I am so grateful that you asked. And just that little interaction of you just going. It's really cool. Well, because it's positive reinforcement, right? Yeah. It's reinforcing someone's behaviour. And we know, based on dog training, when you reinforce a behaviour, you strengthen a behaviour. So if you have a positive interaction with someone and you reinforce their good awareness, social awareness about your dog, there's a likely chance they're going to repeat that behaviour, right? Whereas if you're like, no, don't touch my dog. But, I mean, pretty much everything we're talking about here comes down to manners. It just comes down to, A, common sense, and B, self-awareness. There is not enough self-awareness in the world. Like, I could seriously talk an entire podcast on self-awareness. Like, it is insane. And if you just have one iota of self-awareness about you and your dog and how you navigate in your community, then... If you just think about that and think about, okay, does my dog bark all day? Do, do I pick up my dog's poos? Am I that annoying person that is always going, oh, sorry, he's super friendly, he'll come back? Yeah. Or is my dog always getting out? Like that's the other thing. Do you live in a place where your dog's constantly getting out? If your dog has gotten out and escaped twice, at least twice, so first time, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It was a mistake. It was a human error. Something happened. If your dog gets out twice, mate, you need to do something about it. <laughs> i got a friend. His dog's like Houdini. Gets out all the time. Like they had to take such drastic action. But that's the thing. You have to take drastic action. Like our um, our Stafford Lucy, she got out the other the other night and she, she – our dogs are currently um, staying with our friends at the moment while we're in the between moving houses. And so someone just left – the tradesperson came and left the gate open right. and so she's um, gone – for an exploration. Mm. Now, we normally, typically, my dogs are naked in the house. So she had a collar on, which is great, but I didn't have an ID tag on her because I'm like, I normally don't even have collars on there. It's unlikely for the dogs to get out. So no one could call us to let us know that she was lost. So we just happened through Facebook posts. But immediately what I did the next day is I've gone, hey, identified, that's a problem. So that's the first thing identified. I went, we went and did a couple little boundary things on the gate, but then also went and got an ID tag straight away yeah. and put, and that's having self-awareness going, oh crap, people make mistakes. Identify when you make a mistake and go, okay, what do I need to do to rectify this and make it better? I got a bulldog. <laughs> yeah. I could leave the front gate open. People are like, what if he runs out? I'm like, where is he going to go? <laughs> He's not going. He's like, I've got it too good here. I'm not going anywhere. Well, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> like, we always laugh. So, Binti, so the, the tradesperson left the gate open and Binti, um, our Sheltie, she was sitting at the front door, like as in going, I ain't going anywhere, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm locked out. Let me back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Border Collie Vixen's in the garden just sleeping. Like, he yeah. has no idea what's even <laughs> happened, which is surprising. And then not the, the Stafford. Yeah, off. but then get this. This is the best part about it. So we're all scared. I've got a search party going on. I've got my awesome um, like dog sitter slash walker slash she's a trainer as well. She's looking for everyone. We're doing Facebook posts. I'm ha having a nervous breakdown going, oh, my God, this dog has probably been ran over. And anyway, I do a Facebook post and some lady found her. She This Lucy wandered into this lady's living room, jumped on her couch Decided to just go and hang out on her couch. That's awesome. And then get this, the lady lost her 14-year-old Staffy a month prior and was like... Oh, well, hello, darling. How are you? Having the best time of her life. Thought it was a sign from the universe. Imagine, no ID tags. Imagine had no one done a post. 
She would have kept that dog. I know. For sure. Absolutely. That's another thing. That's another topic that you should talk about. What, people keeping other people's dogs. People keeping other people's pets, thinking they're lost and they're going to give them a better home. I am. Um, give that dog back or that cat back. I was. Um, <laughs> That's theft. I was living up in Mackay. Did you do this? You no, this? no, 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 no. I, I saw a, a, a dog and it, it was, I'm trying to, I'm not sure of the breed. It was like a cattle dog, but it looked at it. Big splash of dingo in it, right? One of those mixed breeds. And it was just cruising around the uh, IGA when I was up in North Queensland and didn't have a collar on. I'm like, ah, you know, need to get this dog. And it's probably f- throughout the course of a day. So I said, all right. So I got, I think I got a belt because that's all I had at the time. I took it off, put it around her neck, got her. She's a lovely thing. Brought her home. My boys were totally cool with her. I'm like, all right. I have to go through the process of Facebooks and things like that. And um, lived in a two-story house, well-fenced. My dogs would never get out. She got out. Do you know how she got out? She climbed the fence? No. She went upstairs. There was an upstairs window open. No. She jumped out onto the carport awning. Because, you know, you could just jump out. She's yeah. like, oh, jumped out on top of a car, jumped down. Took off straight down the IGA again. Found her down there again. See you, mate. Yeah. I was like, this dog's good. <laughs> right, anyway, um, found the owner and he would just via Facebook and things like that. Nice guy. But he was caging her all the time. You know what I mean? He, he, he just wasn't looking after her. She was always going to get out. Pepper, her name was. Hey, Pepper. Hey, Pepper. She's probably listening. But I don't know where I was going with that story. But it was just about dogs getting yeah, out, you I know. And it was one of those People things that sticks in my mind. And, and we were that close to keeping it because we might have kept her overnight because we just didn't That's know who it. she was and, and no tags or anything like that. So obviously I would have taken to the pound, got the microchip scan, done, of course. Yeah. But I was like, well, Pepper's a little darling, you know. But, it's um, funny, all like well, well-meaning people doing – Really weird things. Like slightly nefarious things. Slightly <laughs> nefarious things. So another one, like when people find animals and then they're just like, oh, my God, they look hungry. We need to feed them. What? What happens if that dog has a dietary issue? Like don't feed that dog. Wait until you get more information. People are crazy. Like I can't tell you how many posts I've seen of people going, oh, there's a cat that's out. Like, okay, cats being out, roaming the streets. Okay, yes, we can all. Let's Not just, great. We're just, let's just all get off our high horse about that for a minute and just talk about this for a second. Yeah. So, like, if you find a cat, don't start feeding it because it will stay at your house and it will continue, it will be reinforced for going out. Like, you need to not feed it. If it's in your house and you want it out, catch it and take it to the pound and then the the social correction in that moment is the person has to pay to get it out. Yeah, like, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And that's the same with dogs getting out constantly. Like, I think it's totally fair game if someone has a dog that gets out and it's the second time it gets out and you take that dog to the pound. Like, if you, if the person's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, we're doing this is what we're doing. We've engaged in a trainer. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. Fair enough. We give the person a call and we say, hey, come get your dog. But if this is a repeat offender. Like in, in the last neighbourhood that I lived in, repeat offender, this dog was getting out every day, every single day. So do you know what? I cracked it. One day I took the dog and took it to the pound and said, you want your dog back? Go and pay 200 bucks to get it out. But here's the thing. You've got to be self-aware. If you're going to be a pet parent, if you're going to get a dog, you've got to put things in place where your dog's not going to affect the rest of the community. 100%. You need to be self-aware so like the key points that we've looked at are number one picking up your dog poo have to 
have to make a point to get bags if you don't have bags and you, you get stuck in a pickle. We all get it. Go home, go get poo bag, go back to the spot that you were and pick that dog poo up. Keep a roll in your car. Yeah, we have that. We keep, have an emergency roll in Keep our a car. roll on your lead, like get a little yeah. pouch or whatever, yeah. a dispenser. Just put it on your lead. Just go and do it. And then, you know, keep always have it's your grocery shopping. When you go, oh, we're out of lettuce, I'm out of rice bubbles, I'm out of pappy towels, oh, I'm out of dog poo bags. Yeah. Put them on your grocery list. Can you get it from Woolies and Absolutely. Can you? Get it from anywhere. Can you? 100%. There you go. Yep. And then. And don't, sorry, don't steal a million from, from the, the ones council. that are in the. <laughs> and I used to do that, right? I was We've a scunder. I, was just, I would be like, oh, I accidentally pulled out like a handful of oh, 50. I accidentally <laughs> pulled out 157. <laughs> But, oh, I mean, well. all that means is the next time you go, you, you get the empty hand and the tin, you're like, damn it. No, because then there's people that left home knowing full well they don't have a dog pad. They're like, I'll just get one I'll from the dog, and dog pad. And it's empty and you're, you're like. perpetuating the problem. Oh, and you're at peak hour and you're like. Geez. And then all you've got is this, you know, they're not even folded up properly. They're all sort of flat like that, loose together. They don't stack well. They just flit around everywhere. <laughs> It's not like they're on a roll. They're I so know. inconvenient they when are. there's like and a they just go multiple everywhere. of them. And then you, when eventually when you move house and you clean out your bottom, oh. cut your bottom drawer, <laughs> you're just like, you're like, there's there. and you're just like, nah, do we need, and you look at your partner Shit. and you're like, babe, do we need these rest of these poo bags? No, nah, just chuck them out. And then you just chuck them. And then you you're can't. Like, oh, man, I wish we didn't chuck I know, and then you have that moment, and then four and a half years later, you're like, and then you say, babe, do we have any poo bags? No. Yeah, no, no, we had like 30 in the bottom drawer. Yeah, Yeah, you told me to chuck them out. Yeah, remember when we chucked them out? You idiot. Anyway. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So poo poo and poo bags is a... It's a must. It's a must. Don't even be rude. Um, Okay. No... Your dog and my dog, no one's dogs wants to say hello to everyone else's dogs. Just accept, if everyone just unanimously accepts that no dogs want to interact, we will be in a better place. And then if someone says to you, hey, my dog really wants to say hello to your dog, then you say, you make the decision in the moment. You don't need to be rude about it. You can just go, oh, nah, we're not doing little social interactions. That's a little thing. Hey, can they say hello? Yeah. Can he say, no, oh, actually, you know, he's... Not terribly friendly. Hey, no, thanks for telling me. Appreciate it. And then you reinforce that moment yeah. with like, hey. Awesome. Thanks for awesome. telling me. Yeah. Shut your dog up is the third one. Is it if your dog is a barker and you need to be aware of it. Absolutely. You need to be aware of it. Yep. Yep. Um, watch where they pee. That's a big one. I really I think it's so a big one. I am so dirty at people that do that. I glare at people and I can't even control my face. Like anyone that knows me knows that. Mm. I just can't control my face. It's not like easy. Sometimes, it's not. It's, but you've just got to put the effort in. I guess, you know what you could do if you saw someone let their dogs, you just go, oh, hey, is there a water bucket? Or you just maybe make it obvious. Like, hey, sorry, is there a water bucket? A dog just peed on the corner yeah. there. Just want to maybe just put some water on it. Yeah. And then, you know, like stuff like that. Like, oh, man, I'm having all these flashbacks of when I've you, been a terrible yeah. bloody pet parent out in public. Ugh. Or if your dog, like... I hate, like, even when you see dogs, like, vomit on a pathway or something and people just like, oh, oops, he never does that at home. He only done that at Yeah, you've got to try and find a bucket of water to get firstly, that Firstly, your there, dog's man. vomiting. If your dog's normally vomiting, that's not a good sign. Yeah, you need to go to the vet, true. firstly. Yeah. 
Same with if your dog has runny poos and they poo on the path and it's all mushed into the path. Like, just do something about it. Tell someone about it. Get a handful of sand or something, put it over. Like, do something. <laughs> yeah, just do anything. Just do – make an effort just is do what we're something. saying. Do yeah. something. I oh, know. Um, obviously, if it says on lead, it means on lead. We've talked about this already. Look, you know what? It's not us living in a, you know, overly rural society. Those – Things like that are in place for the safety of everyone's dogs. Yeah, and other people and wildlife and, and stuff. And to the lady, no, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took great pleasure in teaching my dogs to walk off the lead, right? Yeah. But I didn't then go and walk them off the lead. I just wanted them yeah, to same. be able to do that, right? Yeah. So I could put them beside me, sit, walk, do, do all this. It took, that was a lot of work I put into it. But it didn't mean I went and walked them around town off lead yeah that was never going to be the case yeah it's always those like super old border collies that you see or golden retrievers that like the really old beachy dudes that have had their dogs for like 100 years and they do the same walk every day yeah i get it your dog does it but you're still not doing the right thing yeah. if your dog just wanders off one brief moment or if a bird catches its eye and it jumps out in front of a car i actually witnessed a dog get hit by a car because the owners were negligent and used to let it wander off lead yeah in like a commercial thing. And I, I was only just talking about this the other day with my partner and we were talking about how everybody around was freaking out and this dog's leg was just hanging off. Yeah. And I'm like telling people like, go, you need to contact the emergency vet, you need to get towels, you need to do this. Like that dog got euthanized. It had to be euthanized. Um, See, I'd, I'd never be able to live with myself if mm, that was me as an yeah. owner. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that we haven't talked about that I think is hugely underrated is get good equipment and make sure your equipment fits properly. Equipment, what do you mean? Collars, leads, harnesses. If you have a collar that is more than a two-finger gap, right, and not two fingers flat, I mean two fingers standing up like so. I'm mm. doing it right mm. now but no one no, can I get see. It. If it's any more than two fingers, it is incorrectly fitted. It is too big. What if it's a choker or a half choker? Like a martingale or a check chain. Yeah, so if it's one of those, then obviously it needs to be fitted in a certain way so it can release and yeah. tighten if you've got it fitted the wrong. If you're using either one, a martingale, not so much because it's a bit – there's alternatives. But if you've got – if you're using a check chain or a choker chain, whatever, make sure that you have been taught how to use that piece of equipment properly. Okay. Because otherwise you can cause some problems. All so. Right. But for everything else, like harnesses, like people fit your harnesses properly. So if your dog is getting out of equipment or slipping their head back or your lead is about 5,000 years old and you've passed it on from every single dog and you got it from Crazy Clarks, it's time to get a new one. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking You know those ones I'm talking about, those rope ones? Yeah. But they're just so deteriorated that they're yeah. just like, if you are walking. It's, it's like rope from the Endeavour. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Or even when you're walking on a footpath and some guy has his Pomeranian and I don't know why I just went to a Pomeranian. That's right, yeah. Sorry, I've just offended the Pomeranian community. No, right no, no. You, there, there's like, a particular dog you're thinking oh about. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> yeah. His name's Bronte. <laughs> Is, okay. Bronte. Bronte. Yeah, anyway, whatever. So it's a literature fan, no doubt. So if you have a flexi lead, right? What's a flexi lead? Those ones are retractable. Everyone's okay. All right, I'm going to be controversial here. I see value in retractable leashes. Do you really? In 
the circumstance that someone knows how to use it properly okay. and where they can be really useful is things like hiking or when you've got a puppy and when I say know how to use them properly that you condition the dog to understand what it means when it hits the end of the lead and the tap that you do on the lead and it knows to come back to you. Mm-hmm. This is a training skill set that again if you are interested in this Jay Jack is the man to learn about this. Um, okay. Most, 99.9% of people do not know how to use retractable leashes. And in that case, don't have them. Because I will be walking with the dogs and I've got a Pomeranian that's crossed over the complete other path. And I'm like, mate, is your dog going to come back or are we going to get coat hanging? I don't know. Or do you think that it's okay that your dog wanders over and come and says hello to our dogs? No, it's not okay. We just want to walk past you. Everyone just wants to walk. So if that is you, get yourself a proper standard lead that's not super long that's you know it's like durable it's the same with I think as well if you are one of those people that has a reactive dog and every person you go past your dog is barking and carrying on and setting off everybody else for the love of god hire a trainer yeah self-awareness hire a trainer it's good talk yep it is a great talk it is it's good chat yeah I think that's I think that's all the things and if you do everything correctly all the time, you are a superstar and you have the best self-awareness. Yeah, but just tr- keep hold yourself to a standard. Just try. Make hold the yourself. Effort. But if you are that person that does it well all the time then and you see people doing the wrong things, if you can take a moment to educate those people, don't use vinegar, use honey. There we go. Catch more flies with honey. Yes. Isn't it bees? Isn't that the saying? Or is it's it catch more flies with honey. Oh, is that the saying? Yeah. I should go and edit my Facebook post. Bees, I think bees I make, make the honey. They make the honey. <laughs> but are bees real? Bees, bees might be Yeah, real. bees are like, like they they're critical to our ecosystem. But, but are they real? I don't know. I'm saying is. The birds might be. Look up bird theory. I've written down a note here, and this is completely off topic, but I just wanted to bring it up. I think we need to change the name of the dog pound. We need to call it something else. The pound's just such a negative connotation. Holding, I, holding place. I don't know. We need to call it something else. The pound is just a horrible, horrible word that as soon as somebody, just take that dog to the pound, like, what's going to happen? I never get my dog back. I think we can change the name. I think we've evolved as a society where we can change the name of the dog pound to something else. What would you change it to? Well, you know, they call... The, I mean, humane, they the name of, humane society, isn't that what? I don't know. They change the name of jail and prisons. They call it, you know, correctional facilities. Can't we call the pound something better than the pound? It's like impounded, like an impound lot. That's what you do with cars. You don't impound dogs. I, well, I do know that sometimes I do threaten my dogs with, if you do not <laughs> cut it out, I am gonna take going you, to take you, you are going to the pound. And they go, you never, we cost too much money. You will never part with us. <laughs> and, they're like, right. and they're right. And they're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. Uh, Brent, I reckon we've uh, covered majority of the items that someone needs to do to be a good community-minded pet parent. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think so too. And if there's anything else that you potentially have, um, let, I want to hear about it. Right. So if you're listening, you think actually these two clowns, well, sorry, one clown, one incredibly intelligent woman. Thank um, you. One, <laughs> if you, got, you guys haven't touched on this, 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 there's a, um, you know, I've seen this kind of behaviour and we need to tackle that. Where do they find you? So they can find me at I am the pet girl. Yeah. Uh, and so that's my Facebook and my Instagram. So 
Feel free to comment on one of my posts. I do a few posts from time to time um, and just comment your thoughts. I always uh, like hearing everyone's thoughts. If you want to have a rant, go and have a rant. Yeah, rant away. Why not? And you could always um, ask the guys at Big Dog Pet Foods for questions. Pretty much any pet-related question, customer care at bigdogpetfoods.com. You can get on their website. There's all sorts of cool stuff, bigdogpetfoods.com. There's heaps of stuff, obviously, about fresh um, and raw food, but also stuff like this, these sort of conversations we're having, um, dog behaviour, cat behaviour, all sorts of things. And if you're listening, whatever platform you're listening on, five-star rating. Five-star rating. Five-star As a minimum. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon we deserved it. Give us the rating. Yeah. Um, Well done. Good chat. I like that. Great chat. And um, thank you so much for dropping in to pause and listen. Love it. Good fun. It is good fun. Um, That's it from me. You'll hear from me again soon, no doubt. And give your dog a scratch from me and from Brett too. Yeah. Take care. See you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information and content, visit the Big Dog Pet Foods website. Please note that the information discussed in these podcasts is general in nature and has been provided in good faith for educational and informational purposes only. The information provided is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional advice or care. If any of the topics discussed raise questions or concerns for you regarding the health of your pet, we recommend that you consult your veterinarian or trusted pet health provider for an individual assessment and advice. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.